Welcome to another episode of my podcast. I am Father Roderick, and I've got a new story that I want to share with you. It's a story about stormtroopers, about the Imperial Army, and about my desire to join the Empire. But why? After all, I'm a priest. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So the other day, I was in a neighboring town, and uh, the reason that I was there was because I was going to order the iPhone 15 Pro Max. It's a very, very expensive phone. Um, I've been uh, waiting several years, and I had to rely on the generosity of some of my patrons uh, to be able to even afford this new phone. And... um, I, I wanted to order it at a store, so uh, I have a place to go back to. Of course, I could have ordered the thing online, but uh, I was kind of worried that the whole site would be bombarded with all sorts of people that would want to order it online. Plus, I don't feel comfortable with like Apple sending me a phone via the mail. I've had so many misadventures with all these... like online shopping experiences so uh, I didn't want to risk it so I was in that town and after I had ordered the the, the iPhone uh, 15 um, uh, I I visited some of the other shops I, I don't often go to uh, this other town for shopping because I have a lot of uh, stores here in, the, in my own neighborhood but when I'm there I like to visit some of the stores that my town my own hometown doesn't have and so I entered this this one store. It's a bit of a it's the equivalent of what in the US is called the $1 store. So they have a lot of very cheap stuff and a lot of it is kind of junk. <laughs> it's the stuff that people buy, it's plastic and it's uh, little things that they people used to to uh, decorate their their living room and then they throw it away a bit later. Normally I don't really like to go there because I I try to be a bit of a minimalist in in although you wouldn't tell from all the stuff that I still have but I try to <laughs> not buy too much new stuff um but the reason that I want to go there is every once in a while they may have uh like Star Wars like Star Wars um figurines or action figures that are no longer selling very well and so what this store does is or this chain of stores they buy up the, the like the remaining inventory and then they sell it at very low prices so they had the black series which is a very prestigious line of action figures and they will sell it for a fraction of the price and sometimes i just I, even then, if, even if it's super cheap, I usually don't buy it because I already have a lot of Star Wars stuff. But it's kind of fun to see what they have. And so I, I walk into the store and immediately I hear my name. Hey, Father Roderick, how are you? And I turn around and it's Pim. And Pim is um, one of the members of the 501st uh, storm what is it the 501st division i think that's what it's called um and so it refers to the stormtroopers and the imperial officers it's, it's that say that uh, served the uh, the emperor um and also played a quite nefarious role in the um in the pursuit and the persecution and the eventual el- elimination of a lot of the uh, the the Jedi and and of course subsequently the rebels, but the um, what is so 
what's so cool about the 501st Legion, it's the Legion, it's not the division, the 501st Legion, is that it is um, a worldwide organization of cosplayers that make their own costumes and they make them film accurate. There's actually a whole process that where once you you made your own costume and it also always has has to be related to to the empire to the bad guys um once you you make your 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 costume and you paint it and sometimes you weather it it has to you have to take a picture of the costume or, or you wearing the costume and that has to be sent to the star wars people in the united states I, I guess it's it's a, a probably a, 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 some people in the administration of Lucasfilm, and they will actually take a very very um, serious look at the costume and and they approve it or not. Maybe they tell you, well, you know what, it's not entirely accurate. You have to improve this and this, and then you have to um, you have to make some adjustments and send in a new application. But once your costume is approved, then you can apply for a membership of this 501st division. Or maybe if you're already a member, you can start making other costumes. And usually, as is in the case with Pim, he has a number of costumes. And um, this is not just a group of cosplayers. Um, it's also uh, an organization that focuses a lot on charity. So just the other day, um, an, a number of Dutch stormtroopers mostly stormtroopers, a few, um, uh, you had some, um, some sand, what is it, like beach troopers on Scarif from, from Rogue One. Um, th there were a few biker scouts, so those are the stormtroopers that ride these floating bikes uh, in, 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 that you see in, in Return of the Jedi and later on also in the Mandalorian TV series. Um, and they, they, participated in a march um, for, I don't know, a couple of hours in costume, full costume, and they walk that walk for charity. So they were raising money um, for, uh, for cancer research or cancer relief. Um, and they raised more than 5,000 euros. And it's just a bunch of people that they do this as volunteers. They just walk that and they post that on Instagram and, and elsewhere on, on the internet asking people to sponsor their walk. And they've been doing this for many, many years and every year it becomes more successful. And of course, that attracts a lot of attention because it's a, it's a walk that uh, anyone can, can take part in. But to see this whole division of stormtroopers walking and it was a warm day, so that was quite a, quite a challenge. Um, is, is, of course, uh, a huge promotion of, of their charity cause. Um, and that's not the only thing that they do. Um, so I was talking with Pim, and he said, you know, uh, so I'm, he was also going to walk that, uh, in, in, or march during that walk. Um, and then later on, he said, I'm, I'm also going to do a few more troops. Troops is the, the name for these events where uh, these cosplayers are invited to appear. And you might think that that is just a Star Wars-related, has to be a Star Wars-related event, or maybe a, a, like a cosplay event or a fantasy uh, or geek type of event. Um, but actually, they are also asked to sometimes uh, 
appear um, in in hospitals and uh, they will visit the children the, the the what is it the children the floor where where you have the sick children and they will go from from room to room surprising these kids dressed up as stormtroopers and of course that makes a, a tremendous impact um uh, in, in a few weeks from now there's going to be this big lego event where it's a week long lego uh like <laughs> yeah it's it's an event that's that's mostly geared towards children and their parents because nowadays of course lego is not just for children it's a it's a multi-generational thing just like star wars actually is you've got kids now that uh that that start watching star wars and they 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 watch the animated series on disney and then when they get a little bit older they may watch the mandalorian or the clone wars or star wars rebels maybe they're watching ahsoka and then eventually of course they will they will hopefully continue to uh to uh, to look at the more mature star wars stories like and or or even the movies so um during those that that Lego week, which I think is also partially organized by the official Lego organization, um, I think at least twenty members of the five hundred first of the Dutch five hundred first, the Dutch garrison as it's called, are going to be there in costume. Um, most of them will be stormtroopers or officers, like Death Star personnel or Tie Fighter pilots. Um, but there's also a good friend of mine who always goes there. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice to surprise the kids there because he shaves his head a few times a year, but specifically for that Lego week. And he has someone who paints him his entire head uh, like Darth Maul. And he's got these horns that are glued to his to his skull. And uh, he has a costume. He's got the, the double-edged lightsaber that Darth Maul... Uh, carries around and uh, and he has the moves and so it's always amazing to see the process so he usually posts some some photos on on instagram where you see him first um with hair and then with a shaven head and then later on with the makeup and then with the horns applied in the costume and he transforms into darth mole and um it's uh, of course uh, one of the most popular uh, members of, of the 501st because not many members of the 501st are ready to shave their head just to you know give kids the time of their life during a, a convention like that so uh, so Pim was was uh, introducing me to his mother who was also there in the store he said mom this is you know this guy you know him and she looked at me a bit inquisitive um, and she was like uh, is this one of your cosplaying friends and i was wearing my my clerics my my my, my black um shirt with the roman color um and and so she was a little bit like confused because normally all the friends of her son are star wars related friends so she looked at me and she's like but, but, but what kind of costume is this i don't recognize this and I said, I, I just played along. I said, "Well, uh, lady, I am I am the um, uh, the chaplain of the Death Star." And then she looked at me again, and she's okay, okay, all right, all right. This is one of your Star Wars friends, right? And then she walked away. And then, and then Pim and I continued to talk. Um, and he said, "So, so 
when are you going to to join the 501st? Because I've been in, t- in, in touch with this group for many years. I think the f- one of the first times that I met them was during the premiere of, I think it was the solo movie, but I'm not sure. Maybe, no, it was before that. It was way before that. It was maybe, I think it was The Force Awakens. It was during the... Um, promotional time of the force awakens that i got um, an email from from disney the dutch the dutch uh, office of disney and they had seen my uh, my youtube videos reacting to the trailer for the force awakens and if you remember that video it went viral <laughs> and uh, it was just me watching the trailer and going bonkers and so they said um, we want to send you an invitation to come to the premiere and, uh, and so that's where I've met a lot of the members of the 501st, dressed as stormtroopers, and they had all these fan- fantastic costumes. There were also some, some rebel cosplayers. They have their own organization. Um, and, and, of course, I, I, I had plenty of time to talk with them. And then later on, I, I met them during fantasy fairs, and, uh, and every time we keep, kept bumping into these guys. And they, of course a lot of them knew me from the YouTube video and from the fact that I also at the time had my television show. Um, So for years and years and years, they were uh, encouraging me to join the 501st. And so they were, they were kind of brainstorming what kind of costume would fit me. Well, maybe we can make you like a death star officer costume. That's not so hard to make. Because um, I told them immediately from the get-go, you know, I don't have much time. I, I, I certainly don't have the time. But even worse, I don't have the skills to make my own costume. I, if I have a hole in, in my socks, I have to basically buy new ones because I cannot repair that. Nobody ever taught me to do that. And then, they, of course, they say, well, it's very simple. You, there's lots of YouTube tutorials. I was like, yeah, no, but no, seriously, I don't think I can do that. So every time I meet them, it's like, so when are you going to join the 501st? And every time I say, I'd love to, I really would love to, but it's just, I don't have time and uh, I don't know what costume. And and so for years and years and years, it's the same ritual um, where I think I know a, a lot of the members of the 501st better than they know each other in the group because I've been hanging out with them for so long. And every time there's a new Star Wars movie or Star Wars event, um, we meet. And so, uh, for some reason, it just never materialized. Uh, and then you've got, you had COVID, of course, and the pandemic. And I was, I had moved to this rectory where I live right now. And for the first time, I actually had so much space for my hobbies. And I have a big living room with a huge table. So, that would be the perfect place because, of course, you cannot make a costume like in one day it needs some time uh and now i have the space but then there was the pandemic there was just no way that i could invite other people to come over and help me with that costume and so uh, i think about two months ago i bumped into uh, another friend uh, rick from from the 501st and uh, he said uh you know what I, I think I have a solution for you. There is this um, there's this company in the UK, and they will actually make a a perfect you know sized 
stormtrooper costume or whatever costume you want to have, you have to just uh, send them your, your measurements and they will send it to you. It's very expensive because it's all handmade, of course, but uh, at least it's you won't have to worry about it. So I kept that in the back of my mind and, and then I started, of course, to think, well, yeah, it's expensive, but I've been dreaming of joining the 501st for more than a decade now. And uh, as a child, I, w- I always was fascinated by by the stormtroopers. You know, the first time I saw the, look, sir, droids, I was like, that is, I would die to be in that movie and to be in the stormtrooper costume. Now that I'm an adult and I do have money, I could actually make that a reality. And so when I heard that there was this possibility to just pay for a custom-made stormtrooper costume, I figured that's what I'm going to do. And um, and so I'd, I'd been thinking, well, what what costume do I want? Am I going to start first with the officer's costume, which is the easiest one uh, to make? But then I'm thinking, well, you know, but I want to be in, behind a mask. I want to be a stormtrooper. So mm, I think it's either going to be a stormtrooper or a desert trooper. So it's the stormtroopers you see in, in New Hope, where it's a little bit weathered. It's the same, the same. It's the same mold, but then you're supposed to make it look as if you've been walking in the sand for for weeks. Um, and the I think the the New Hope stormtroopers they also carry a huge backpack, which is pretty impressive looking. Or and that was the other option. Maybe I'll go for a biker scout costume. That, of course, is only introduced in Return of the Jedi. But that costume has a... a well, it has the, the advantage of looking extremely cool. I always love the, the biker scout look. But it has a second advantage, and that is that you can sit down with that costume, which you cannot do with a stormtrooper costume because there is plastic also on the back of your legs. So if you want to sit down and grab a bite to eat, you basically have to undress, <laughs> partially at least, before you can sit down. With the, the biker scouts, they designed that in a way that these actors at the time, or these extras that played these biker scouts, could quickly jump on a bike and, you know, be a bit more mobile than the, the usual stormtroopers. Um, so that is another uh, costume that I've been contemplating. I'll probably end up with both costumes, because I, I just want to have the flexibility. So anyway... I tell this to Pim. Pim is, by the way, while, while I'm telling the story, he is in the chat watching the live stream. So correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Pim says, you know what? There's another alternative because even if you order this custom made in England, there's probably still going to be some, some, some things that you will need to adjust. It, it never f- totally fits. There is another, another option, and that is you just order the standard costume, which is it's all plastic and um but there are you have more options there and there is a much cheaper option where you just buy the kit and then i will i'll come over i'll i have all the equipment i've got the paint i've got the glue i've got the whatever you need the lightsabers how do you cut that into the right size i don't know but he has a lot of experience with that and he says i i live here this is my town we're basically neighbors so i can come over and i can help you with that it's probably just going to be a couple of days work and uh, and we can make that happen and and i was like 
Yes, yes, I so absolutely would welcome that help. And that that is, I need to go for it now. This is providential. I, I didn't think I would bump into him in that store, but it was exactly the right moment where I, I needed to have that encounter. And I am at that point in my life where I finally think that I, I have the time, I have the flexibility. Um, but also, you may wonder, if you're listening to this and you're not really into Star Wars and all that stuff, you may wonder, but why? You're a Catholic priest, you know. Isn't that a little bit too too over the top? I mean, sure, you're a Star Wars fan. Everybody, every Every person has his or her defects, but 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 seriously, you're a priest. You're not going to walk around in a stormtrooper costume. Really? <laughs> you should grow up. I know that some, maybe not my listeners, but there are definitely people that have uh, given me feedback like that in the past. Like, oh, please, come on, you as a priest, you should be praying with people. You should be, you know, preaching and, and, and preaching the gospel and evangelizing and visiting the sick. And why are you wasting your time on, on your silly stormtrooper friends? It's a little bit what Uncle Owen tells Luke, you know, you can waste time with your friends when you're done with the harvest. You know, I need you here and be serious. And, and Luke is, of course... You know, he, he loves his friends and he loves to hang out with them because life is boring as, enough as it is on Tatooine. Um, and now, you know, his uncle is telling him just basically grow up, you know. So I empathize with Luke in that situation. But I also always feel a li- I'm a bit vulnerable to that type of criticism because for years I have wondered, you know, am I... Am I stuck in my childhood phase? Uh, is this really... Should I be doing this? Or am I sending the wrong message? Anyway, it's a it's a struggle. But then, um, so I, 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 we exchange um, our contact information in the store and Pim walks away. And, and, and a few minutes later, I, I again bump into him in the store. It's a very big store. This time, Pim is carrying a couple of, um, of lightsabers. Not the official ones, not Hasbro lightsabers, but like knockoffs, like Chinese knockoffs. Uh, but they do actually have the light, and there's a blue one and a red one, and if you swing them around, they even have the sounds, and it's like the... Um, <laughs> and his mother is uh, is also standing next to Pim, and and uh, I don't know exactly what she was thinking, but it was kind of... She had this look of, yeah, that's my son. He's like, when he sees a lightsaber, he he just... He can't keep himself from getting one and Pim told me you know what I do is I, I usually I, I I deconstruct the thing and I take out the little chip that makes the sound and I can use it in other in other maybe in other lightsabers I don't know how that works and then we talk a little bit more and then Pim looks at me and he says you know what you know what the difference is between girls and boys and I'm like uh what <laughs> and he said girls when they grow up, they grow into women. Boys just get older. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Um, yes, boys will be boys. Isn't that the saying in English? Boys will be boys. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a relief to, to realize that as a geek, I'm not alone. In fact, um, it's, it's so mainstream now, this geek culture 
that it, it becomes a bit more acceptable. There will always be people that will look on, uh, to this Star Wars hobby of mine and maybe other hobbies that I have. Basically, that's my bread and butter. When I do my shows, when I do my podcasts, when I do my videos on YouTube or my on, on TikTok, I talk geek because that's my life. That is my, that's my language. And it helps me to connect with millions of fellow geeks all, all around the world. And one huge advantage of geek over, let's say, church Latin, which is also one of those universal languages, is that geek is spoken by multiple generations now. We've got my generation who grew up with Star Wars. I still watched uh, New Hope in the, in the movie theater. You've got the generation below me that uh, grew up with the Clone Wars, uh, with the prequels, and now, now you have an even younger generation of if, if I had had children, then I, I could have been even a grandfather right now in terms of age. And then this newest generation, they also grow up with Star Wars, and there's more Star Wars in their lives than there ever was in my life. Um, and so it's, a, it's an amazing... Uh, it's an amazing feeling to walk around on, during a Star Wars celebration and to have meeting, to meet with people from all these different generations, including a generation above me that also is, you know, loves Star Wars. And I can talk with all these, with these kids, I can talk with their parents, I can talk with their grandparents. And we all speak, we have the same passion, we have the same love for the stories that basically constitute Star Wars. And so I've often wondered if we shouldn't reconsider this idea that boys will be boys, because there's still a bit of a, of a judgment in that saying, like, oh, boys will just never grow up. It's, the, it's, it's a bit of the, the story of Peter Pan. Um, I, I, I was listening to a, a podcast the other day where they explained, I think, that the writer, the author who wrote Peter Pan actually really had a lousy childhood or was never could could be a child, and so he kind of overcompensated when he grew older, and he wrote this story about the boy who never wants to grow up, always wants to stay a child. And, and there is something I love about the Peter Pan story, but there's also something that I don't like about it, and that is these, this assumption that in order to love stories and to be playful and to have an imagination, that you have to just refuse to grow up. And I'm thinking, what does that say about the way in which we define adulthood? Is it, isn't it maybe too much defined by an older generation, the generation of my parents, who grew up after the Second World War, where in the years where they were born may have been during the Second World War, and then immediately the decade that followed that, that horrible World War, there wasn't much opportunity to play all these countries had to rebuild the netherlands was in in ruins they had bombarded rotterdam and and so many uh people had died or were deported during the uh during these these years of occupation and so for years this generation of my parents has worked so hard to rebuild the country and to there wasn't much money the economy was was also down the drain so everything was focused on functionality. You have to be um, a responsible adult. We need to rebuild this country. P playing is for kids. I wonder if that's the reason that 
this older generation kind of looks down on on things like like video games or 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 collecting toys, uh, Star Wars costumes, uh, and and maybe the reason that I get so much of that criticism, or nowadays it's not that much anymore, but I used to get a lot of the criticism in the past uh, because I was so visible with my hobbies and with my with my my geekiness on on social media. Maybe it's because a lot of the the Christian followers, the churchgoers, were of an older generation. Let's be honest, the church is in the West pretty old. And so they a lot of the people that criticized me, including fellow priests and maybe even bishops, although I've never had any uh, rebuttal or, or, or criticism from from any bishop, uh, at least not on this not on when it comes to st- my Star Wars hobbies, etc. Uh, but 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 maybe that plays a role that that generation that that basically didn't have the luxury to play and to read and to enjoy movies and TV shows. Um, that is that generation just never never understood why the subsequent generations feel that well no this this is part of life and this brings me to the the conclusion of this story that i wanted to share you know what what i love so much about this prospect of becoming a stormtrooper is that it is for me a way to literally um change into the person that i also am Uh, you know clothes define us the fact that i always wear these priestly clothes is because I, I feel that is that is who I am. It's part of my identity. It's not a, it's not just a job. It is an ex- expression of an essential part of my life as a priest. I'm not a priest between nine to five. I'm a I'm always a priest. Doesn't mean that I always behave in a saintly way and I'm always praying and I'm always you know walking around with rosaries and holy water. No, no, no. I'm also a priest when I'm walking around on a Star Wars celebration. I, it's me, I'm Father Roderick, but I am a Star Wars fan, and I love Star Wars, and I love Star my fellow Star Wars f- friends, um, and I express myself by wearing clerics. And and so that maybe this is why, if I join the 501st, I will have this backstory that I want to make up for uh, about being the, the, the chaplain of the Death Star, because it's, 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 it, I want to merge these two worlds that are so much a part of me. But the fact that I really, really would love to have a Stormtrooper costume and maybe some other costumes in the future, I'll keep you posted, is because if I if I dress up as a Stormtrooper, I can be uh, I can be part of this imaginary world that has had such an amazing impact on my life up until this very moment where every new episode of Ahsoka that's currently on, on Disney Plus is so inspiring and, and, and has me thinking for more than a week. It's like the, all these themes are so um, are so profound and and they're and inspired also by by the stories of my tradition of you know Christian stories and, and religious themes. It's all part of Star Wars. But I if I dress up as a stormtrooper, nobody will know that I'm a priest. And so there's no judgment. There's no, like, pfft, look at that priest walking around. That's, this is kind of the downside of, of other costumes without helmets. People will see, oh, it's that, it's that goofy priest again. 
but I just want to be 100% happy Star Wars nut <laughs> without anyone telling me that, you know, this is not supposed to be um, a state. Uh, it's not appropriate for a priest. I'm like, you know what? I'm just as much a Star Wars fan as I'm a priest. I always explain this to people that ask me when I'm walking around uh, on a fantasy fair or a cosplay event. People will walk up to me and they'll tell me, are you a real priest or is this a costume? Is this cosplay? I say, no, I'm a real priest. I'm, this, is, this is what I always wear. This is my costume. I'm always cosplaying. <laughs> and then they always follow up with this question, but how come that a priest is walking around on a fantasy fair, on a cosplay event, is walking around on the, during in these you know Star Wars celebration days? Um, does your bishop agree? Is this, is this allowed? And I always tell them, you know what? I, yes, I am a priest. It's who I am. But I was a Star Wars fan long before I even considered to become a priest. And I, why, if I become a priest, would I have to deny what has been such a positive part of my life? Um, and why is um, being an adult all of a sudden a reason to say, oh, you cannot waste your time on playing video games anymore you shouldn't play lego you shouldn't play with legos that's another one of those things you, you know i'm a huge lego fan in the in the premium version of the break for my patrons i will talk a little bit more about the two very very cool star wars sets that i just ordered and i stream my my lego sessions as well on on my on my lego youtube page and and people have the same judgments it's like well that's that's for children why does an adult, let alone a priest, waste his time and his money on Lego? Well, who says I can't? I actually think that this playfulness, this imagination, the, the ability to make room in your life for work, for prayer and rosaries and all that, for mass, but also for play for reading stories uh, for for playing with lego creating something all these these people that make their own costumes it's it's something that gives them joy and isn't joy a fundamental characteristic of christians of followers of jesus isn't it jesus himself who talks about the importance of joy isn't it in the Bible that you say there is a time for work? There is a time for suffering. There's a time for illness. There is a time for play. There's a time for joy. There's a time for dancing. There's a time for music. It's all part of life. Who are we to judge another person because that person is making room in his or her life for things that you yourself don't give yourself permission to enjoy but i've what i've discovered over the years going to all these conventions and cosplay uh events and and star wars events is the people that walk around there are incredibly kind incredibly open-minded and friendly and I've never had any criticism walking around there 
as a priest. In on the contrary, people are so kind and open and 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 they just treat you like anyone else there. It's a kind of friendliness and um an attitude that I wish we would encounter in every church, in every Christian organization. And m- very often I hear stories that, in fact, <laughs> in churches, people feel much more judged and criticized than if they are on a fantasy fair. And, and sometimes I'm thinking, you know, when people ask me, why do you hang out with Star Wars fans during these events as a priest? It's because I I truly believe this. Sometimes there is more church there in those circles among those people than I find within the walls of a cathedral or a or a parish church. Not always, of course, and I don't want to generalize. But I've I've received so much friendship, uh so much energy from my Star Wars friends and 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 broader, you know, all these Lego fellow Lego fans, fellow video game uh, fans, uh, it has enriched my life so much that I cannot imagine leaving that out. It is what makes me me, and I think isn't that what Jesus wants? Isn't that what God asks us to be? To fully be ourselves, to to explore the creativity which ultimately comes from from Himself. God is a creator. So if we are creative, in, whether we make a, a Lego castle or whether we're working on a Stormtrooper costume or if we make up stories or we play video games, it's all creative work. And we cannot be creative unless the creator is working in us. And he is the ultimate source of that creativity. So that's what I wanted to share. That is why I hope to be a Stormtrooper soon. Stay tuned. I'll keep you updated And if I ever join the ranks of the 501st, you'll be the first to know. If you're one of my patrons, of course, stick around because the rest of the show is part of the premium edition of this podcast. And if you would like to listen to the premium episodes of The Break or even the premium episodes of The Walk, take a look at Father Roderick on Patreon. So that's patreon.com slash fatherroderick. You'll get to support me in my endeavors here on social media. Plus, I will, as a thank you, record extra content for you to enjoy. So see you later, and may the Force be with you.